Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 340. Today, I'm going to teach you, as promised, how to have a transformational sales conversation. So this is a follow-up to the last episode, 339, where I taught you the three different types of content that you should be focusing on creating in 2023 on social media. And so we talked about this idea of creating problem content. This is really important to begin to to make this shift to be less product and more problem-focused. And so this is going to be kind of the follow-up to that discussion So if you didn't get a chance to listen to episode 339, I would actually recommend you do that before you listen to this episode. So press pause, go back, listen to that, and then when you're done, you can start here. In this one, I'm going to take the scenario of you creating a piece of problem content. I'm going to give you a specific example of what that would look like, but we're really going to focus on helping you understand what a transformational conversation would look like on the other end of that. So what are the right questions to ask? How do we really create value and start to build trust so that we can attract a better quality person to our business and create better results? So that's going to be the the context for today's show. And hey, listen, just a quick thank you to to all of you that have been tuning into my, uh, my daily morning Instagram lives. It's been really amazing to watch that community begin to grow, and and hopefully you've been finding a lot of value in those messages. And if we haven't had a chance to connect yet over there, please make sure you you tune in. I'm going live every single Monday through Friday morning at 9 a.m. Eastern. I have nothing to sell you in these morning trainings. Here is my number one goal, to deliver more free value every day in those lives than 99% of the coaches you've hired and courses and memberships you've bought. Because I practice what we preach, and I believe that if we can just serve enough of you, help enough of you create better results this year, that we won't have to worry about our business. And so I hope that you join me and, um, and become a part of that community that we're building over there. So, But let's get into the episode for today. So we're going to use this example of creating a piece of problem content. Now, it's going to be tied to a specific issue. Here's the context for this episode today. Let's imagine that we use the example that your ideal customer, you know, is a working mom. And the primary problem that she has that you're looking to help through your products is she's struggling with the energy just to get through the day, right? To to, to work, come home, have time and energy for the family, and then at the end of the night, have time and energy for her husband. She's just really struggling with with managing that. And so creating a piece of problem content around that may look something like this. You might go live, whether it's on Instagram or Facebook, and maybe you share a personal story around this area. And in sharing a story, you express a little bit of vulnerability, but what you do, see, stories are always powerful, when we can go below the surface level problem, see, we teach our clients how to do something called exploring impact. So in this scenario, it might look like this. The surface level problem is, is she's struggling with energy. But one of the areas of impact is that she's feeling really guilty because she just doesn't think like she's being the best mom or wife that she could be. And now it's one thing you might be able to just say to somebody, how does that make you feel? 
But see, asking a question like that in a conversation puts people on the defensive. See, we're taught in our profession to always be closing. I think that's the worst piece of advice you can ever give someone. If anything, you should always be disarming. We should always be looking, how can we share ourselves, parts of us, our story in a way that disarms people and creates this kind of vulnerable space where we can connect? And remember, I tell you, content is just a sales conversation out loud. So if we learn how to start bringing more of ourselves, our stories and experiences into our content, it gives us more opportunities to connect with people in a meaningful way. So let's say you share a story, a specific example around just maybe it's just not having enough energy. The kids wanted to play or you know they, there was something they were looking for you to do and you, you just didn't have the energy to do it and it really got to you and then you share how I've gotten to the point where I just feel like I'm not being the best mom I can be. And you're just being vulnerable. You're being honest. You're being authentic with people. But then it's, it's not just from the perspective of here's what I'm struggling with. But when we're creating content around problems, we want to figure out how can we share our lives in a vulnerable, related way to this. Now, remember, we're creating it for a specific person. You know your ideal customer. She feels this way. So when she hears you speaking this out loud, it makes her feel so seen and heard because she, she probably doesn't say to people. She's, she's afraid to admit that this is true. But when you say it, she connects with it in a really powerful way. But we're not just creating content to just say, hey, you know, woe is me. We're always creating content from the perspective of how can I connect with people, but how can I also share something with someone that might help them just kind of become a slightly better version of themselves. So maybe it's tied to a tip. And maybe the tip is really just related to having the mindset to know that just try to be present for your kids. And that's the thing really that they're looking for. You know, they're just looking for you to be where you are because presence is how we show love. And, you know, maybe that's just, I'm just kind of thinking off the top of my head, but maybe that's what your video is like. Now, here's what will happen. You do stuff like that consistently. You will be amazed over time how much more engagement you start getting to your content because you're sharing yourself in a really meaningful way for a specific person. And so what, let's just take that as an example. And let's say somebody leaves a comment on your post. How would I approach that? Well, here's the first thing I would do. I would proactively message that person, or I would respond back in the comments, or I would send her a DM referencing the comment. Now, here's where I have a little bit of a point of contention to pick with the way that people are taught to do this. There's such a focus in content. People, you know, they're like, make sure you have a call to action. Always include a call to action to get people to want to message you and to want to, you know, to want to comment on your stuff. And look, the reality is, is most of us are not getting engagement. And if we focus most of our time on the call to action and trying to figure out clever ways to manipulate people to, to engage with us, then we're losing the focus of really good quality content. Look, forget about a call to action. You want to know what the best call to action is? Create good content that actually connects with people. And if you do that consistently, I promise you, you will get more likes, you will get more comments, and you will get more shares 10 out of 10 times. But it starts with you understanding what content should be. But what I want you to do is I don't want you to wait around, proactively message someone. If somebody likes your post, send them a message. If they comment, definitely send them a message. But here's the thing. We have to start the conversation around the problem, not the product. Most people in this profession, somebody leaves a comment, maybe they'll share some sort of a post around, let's use the same problem, somebody that's struggling with energy. And maybe you share a video on how just drinking more water helped you with your energy levels. Because, you know, 70% of people that are tired, it's just because they're dehydrated. So just like you being more intentional about drinking water and, and somebody comments 
And then all of a sudden that turns into an opportunity for you to sell them on your thing. Too early. Can't lead with product. Have to lead with problem. So here's what this might look like. I would message Susan and I would say something like this. Hey, Susan, thank you so much for taking the time to comment on my video today or like my video today. And here's where you can be even better than what most people will do reference the comment. Like if they left a comment and shared something specific, say, I really appreciated your perspective when you shared this. Like just take the time to go the extra step and acknowledge what they said. Because if you acknowledge what they say, then you could then maybe relate to them and that automatically gets you into the conversation. You don't have to force it. You know, they might say something about, yeah, you know, when I tried this thing and this helped and I say, Hey, thank you so much for sharing that. You know, I haven't tried that yet. Could you, you know, tell me more about that. Has it helped you? And now you're effortlessly into this conversation. That's around problems that starts to build trust and build value. You know, let's say that it's not always that easy. Here's a second thing that you could say, Hey, I'm just curious. Now, remember I said, always be disarming. There's certain words, there's there's a way to say things that is disarming. I'm curious is a disarming way to ask a question. Hey, I'm just curious. What do you find most challenging about trying to manage a family and just having the energy to get through the day? Like what do you what are your secrets? Now, think about it. I know who she is. I know the questions that I'm going to ask that could potentially uncover the problems. I'm in a conversation with somebody that I think at surface level looks like my prospect. I know the questions to ask her, but think about that. I am leading the conversation in a direction that I know I can help her. But the other thing is this, it's not a yes or no question. Always try to avoid asking questions that can get you a simple yes or no, because if you get a no, the conversation is done. So I want to phrase the question in a way that it actually leads a conversation into a discussion. Here's another way that you might be able to ask a follow-up question to a piece of content like that. I might say, just curious, do you find yourself struggling in the area of, of just having energy, right? These are very organic, natural questions to ask to lead a conversation. And now here's the key. What I'm doing, think about it. I'm leading the conversation, trying to identify the problem. And I'm showing genuine curiosity about them and their challenges. Most of you are asking questions, but you're asking the wrong kind of questions. You're asking what we call situational questions, surface level questions, small talk, chit chat. The problem with that is this, surface level questions get surface level answers. The reason why you can never find the quote unquote right time to share your business is because you don't know how to lead a conversation past the idle chit chat. And the reason why your conversations are always falling off and you're getting ghosted is because there's not much value to the other person when you're asking situational questions. So we have to learn how to ask purposeful questions early in a conversation to try to bring more value to the discussion. Now I'm going to ask those questions and I'm going to get a response. Here's what's key. No matter what they say, we must always acknowledge what they said. So many times, and we, with our clients in, in Love, Serve, Grow, we do this all the time. We, we do, we review their sales conversations and, you know, people are like, you know, I, this fell off. Can you help me understand why? And I'll look at these conversations and so many times, here's what I'll see happen. They asked a question. The person they were talking to gave them some indication of a problem and they completely just glossed over it. They missed the opportunity to connect around the problem because they were so worried about the next thing that they wanted to say or the next question they wanted to ask. And the problem with that is this. 
it can make a conversation feel like an interrogation very quickly. And that begins to kind of lose steam. So acknowledge what they said. And that might be as simple as saying, Susan, you know, I totally get that. You're, you're definitely not alone. I've struggled with the same things. So now I'm moving into the second step. We teach acknowledge, relate, and share. Acknowledge, relate, and share. Every time you ask a problem question and they give you a response, acknowledge, relate, and share. And that might say, Susan, I totally get it. You know, maybe you say, I've struggled with it. Or how about this? A lot of the clients that I actually work with struggle with the same thing. And as I mentioned in the video, it's been a struggle of mine. And I'm interested. Now, once again, always be disarming. I'm interested. What things have you tried so far to fix it? Have you you know, taken any products or have you tried any things, exercise? What, what have you been trying? You see how this, doesn't this just feel very organic and authentic? It doesn't feel like I'm being, you're being sold to, but here's what I want you to recognize. This conversation is as much a sales conversation as anything you've ever done where you're just telling people how great what you have is talking and telling. Now, the problem is that comes across as pitching people's sales resistance go up immediately. They shut down emotionally. They'll never open up to you. See, what I'm doing is I'm creating a safe space for people to begin to open up. But one of the ways that you do that is just by slowing down and starting to connect around problems. So few people actually acknowledge what the other person says. And so we have to begin to do that. So that would be the first thing that I would do is I would try to connect around the problem. The next thing I would do is I would start to ask them about their goals related to this issue. So I might say, Susan, I'm curious, what's your goal in this area? You know, I'm just wondering, if you had more energy, how would that improve your life? Now I'm getting, what. so what's the strategy here? So we've been having a problem or a conversation around where she is, the problem. I've connected, built a little bit of trust. I've showed genuine interest. She, I'm actually listening to her. Like just listening to people makes them feel valued. When, when, when you're trying to take the stage as a salesperson and you're pitching your stuff, what it communicates to the other person is you don't value them because you're not taking the time to listen. The goal is not to get for people to understand you. It's for you to understand them. And so I'm already creating value just by the way I'm approaching this conversation. But now what I want to do is I've built a little trust around the problem. I want to get her starting to think beyond the problem. Like, what's your goal here? Help me understand. You know, because if you ask a question like that, you might get an answer where you realize like, wow, this person's goals totally align with the thing that I have to offer them. And if you have a conversation around goals, and once again, she answers, you acknowledge, you relate, you share. The next part of the conversation is the transition. And the transition is really where you've identified they have a problem. I know that I can solve them. Their goals align with what I know I can help them with. So now it would be totally authentic for you to say something like this. You know, Susan, thank you so much for taking the time to share those things with me. You know, if you really want to achieve and you reference the goal, this is actually what I do. Would would you mind if I share with you for a second? And then when you say what you do, you share your I help statement. Instead of saying, you know, I I sell hair care, I sell skincare, I sell makeup, I help people side business. That's all product information. That will throw up sales resistance. You know, but if instead of that, if you've got this carefully crafted I help statement and you say something like this, I help overwhelm moms struggling to get through the day 
learn to naturally support their body so they have the energy they need to be the best version of themselves for their family. Imagine how different that would feel to someone. Or let's say that you said, I help overwhelm, you know what I do, I help overwhelm moms struggling with a lack of energy, develop simple habits to make their health and well-being a priority so they can live a more full and vibrant life. That will create so much more value for what you do. And here's the other thing. It will feel so much better. See, a lot of you, like, I don't know about you, but whenever I would say what I would do, it would always just feel like so inauthentic. And and this is something that will give you, like when we talk about your, this is your mission. This is what you do. It's, it's, it's beyond just what you have to offer. Remember, you're in the transformation business. So I share this thing and then I don't just sit there because here's a mistake I see a lot of our clients making. They share their I help statement and then they just sit around and wait thinking like that's the end of the process. Now they're going to sign up. That's not the end. That's the beginning. So after I share my statement, I got to follow it up with some sort of a question or I got to push it to the next step. And I might say, look, you know, I've, I've got some information I could share with you. I'm not sure if it's for you or not. And once again, what is, why do I say that? Always be disarming. Not most people say, man, you're, I know you would love this. That will raise resistance. That's not disarming. That's, that feels like pressure. You know, Susan, I don't know if it's for you or not, but I'd love to share some information. That's disarming. It makes them feel safe. Don't ever assume that you know what they want or need. Would you be interested in learning more? And that's it. Now I'll tell you this, not only will you sell and recruit more if you approach a conversation like that you will sell and recruit a much higher quality person. And when I say quality people, I'm not referring to like they're just better people in terms of like being a human being. I'm just talking about a higher level of commitment. People that actually want what you have. People that have problems that are willing to follow through and do the work to solve them. You take this approach to conversations. You might have less conversations, but you will recruit better people to your business. You will sell better customers. And here's what I want you to realize. The quality of the people that join your team determine the quality of your business. Is your goal to just sell as many people as possible, to recruit as many people as possible, and then spend all your personal time trying to support, convince, and motivate those people? Or do you want to take a little bit more time on the front end be more specific in your content and conversations so you can recruit a higher quality of person that's more motivated to do the work so the time you invest into their business, you get a greater ROI and actually get customers that have more loyalty that you retain so that you have to do less work and that you make more money for every person you sign up. Your goal, what would you rather do? I'm just sharing with you that this approach will always win. And I'll I'll leave you with this quick story because this whole idea of not talking and telling, but listening and learning, it's rooted in, in actual the psychology of our brain. So when we, when, when people listen to us, when we talk about ourselves, it literally triggers a dopamine hit in our brain. Dopamine is a, is a chemical, a brain chemical that makes us feel euphoric. It makes us feel happy. And they've done studies where people were shown to forego money just for a chance to talk about themselves. And so I'll share this quick story with you. Last year when we bought our house, we always had contractors here. There was like always somebody doing something. And so Shannon was supposed to meet a contractor. I didn't even really know what, what he was coming for, but he, she wasn't home yet. I met him. I'm sitting out front just talking with him for five minutes. She's like, I'm almost home. And I just did what I always do. Like I just 
I always am just genuinely interested in learning about people. And it's just something that I've learned to do over time to help build relationships. And so I, I'm asking him about him, his business. How'd you get started? What do you do? It was nothing more than that. Five minute conversation. She shows up. I go do my work. A little bit later in the day, she comes up to me. She's like, what did you say to the contractor? <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, uh, uh-oh, what, what did I tell him? What do you mean? She goes, well, he like made it a point and he wouldn't stop saying it to me about how nice my husband was and how great it was to talk to him. And she's like, what did you say? And like, I thought about it and I'm like, I didn't say anything. I just asked him questions. See, but that's the thing. We feel emotionally connected to people who listen. We feel disconnected to people who talk at us. This is the reason why I say you just need to fundamentally change your approach to sales conversations. And if you do, it will have such a profound impact on your results. So that's my message for you today. Hey, hope you got some value out of the conversation. And look, if you've been really enjoying this more tactical sales training on how to have better conversations, do me a favor and let me know. Send me a DM on Instagram screenshot the, this episode. Let me know what your biggest takeaway was. I just love to hear from you. I love getting the validation to know that we're heading in the right direction and that we're serving our audience needs to the best ability. So I'd, I'd love to hear from you, but I love you all for being here. I'll see you soon on the next episode. Take care.